Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatu Allah wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to my podcast. Um, my last podcast had music, um, very light music, just to kind of add to the podcast. But I decided this time to um, not use any music because I am working on being obedient to Allah. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, podcast does not have my Islamic prayer to call and the different beautiful harmonies that I love to listen to in um, Islam. I am not able to use those here, so it's okay. But... um. I just wanted to stop in and say a few things about Salah and um, how I've been feeling um, and how I have felt during Salahs before. I remember, uh, it may have been about a month ago, that I... Um, performed my Salah, and I think it might have been Isha, and I was running a little late on it, but, um, well, actually a lot late on it, and I did it anyway, I try to keep up with my prayers the best I can, and when I don't, I immediately ask for forgiveness from Allah, because I know that these prayers are mandatory, and not just the fact that they're mandatory, but we should want to take those few minutes out of our day to thank Allah because we just don't really know how many times we have been protected, um, how many times that he's blessed us, he's watched over us, he's done so much for us that we should be able to give him a few minutes out of our day. So if I don't do Salah, I feel really, really guilty. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, I just wanted to touch, you know, a few bases with y'all because I wanted to know, have anybody ever felt this way? So about a month ago, maybe more, I was doing my salah. It was late at night. Everyone was sleeping. And I was quietly doing my salah. And at the end, I finished with a duo. And I um, remember just really getting deep into it. And every time I would, you know, say something to Allah, or if I'd say, Allahu Akbar, I would get this surge of energy throughout my body. It almost feels like a tingling. And it goes from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. My eyes were closed. And um, a few tears had come out, but the feeling was so, so deep. And the feeling felt so beautiful that I just continued to pray because I wanted to keep the feeling. And every time I focused on trying to keep the feeling, I could feel it go away. But when I'd go back into my salah and just focus on what I was saying and what I was sharing with Allah, the feeling would come back so strong. 
And it got so strong at one point that in my head I visualized angels, very, very tall angels with white garments and very large wings. They were standing around me. It seemed to be like four angels with a bright, bright light in the middle. And I felt like this was Allah's presence, the, the light in the middle of the angels. There was no form or no no human um, look about the person in the middle, but I could tell that it was something very deep. And this is in my head, and I'm seeing this in my head. The angels, their heads are bowed. Their hands are folded with the fingers intertwined. And it's like they're praying with me or they're listening to me. And the light in the middle is the same height as them, but it's a rounded form with just this brightness, this bright, bright yellow light. And it was so strong, the feeling was so strong outside of me and within me that I felt like if I opened my eyes, that what I seen in my head was going to be exactly what I seen in front of me. And uh, I just continued to pray and say, Allahu Akbar, Subhanallah. And I continued to pray and just tell Allah how thankful I was for his mercy and compassion. And I told him, about the things that I stand in need of. I prayed for people that I know, people that I don't know. And like I said, the feeling was just powerful. And so when I finally lost the feeling after a while, I say that the feeling lasted for probably about the longest it lasted because it would come and go. The longest it lasted was probably maybe a minute um but the feeling was so strong and um I will never forget that so I don't get it all the time but uh another time I um was doing my salat it was in the morning it was five excuse me and um I didn't I did get a slight feeling but more I cried more it was like the tears were running it wasn't a sobbing cry but it was almost a cry of relief like the tears that came out of my eyes were relieving me of the stress and the pain that was going on in my life at that time. I thought that Salah was really deep. Um, I got a bit of it today. Um, it wasn't as powerful as it was a month ago, but it still was beautiful. Also, I noticed that sometimes when I uh, do my Salah and my duels, my mind is so preoccupied. And while I'm doing my salah, my mind drifts off into 
Are my kids all right? Oh, I should have did this. Oh, I forgot about that. I hope my phone doesn't ring. And sometimes it just overwhelms me. And I feel like I'm not concentrating solely on my salah. So what I've started doing is, um, well, when I am aware of the time, which is not all the time, but when I'm aware of the time, if I know that it's almost time for salah, I'll start maybe an hour, 30 minutes, sometimes 15, 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. But I try to catch it before it's time. And what I do is I I say Bismillah first, and I ask Allah for direction within my Quran. And I find a a surah that um, feels like it's for me, that I need to read. And I read a couple verses. Sometimes I drift throughout the Quran. And um, I find uh, different different verses that do touch, touch home. One thing I do love about the Quran is it's very simple to read. It's not hard to understand. But other times, if I'm feeling really down, aggravated, or my um, anxiety and depression is really high because I do suffer from anxiety, depression, bipolarism, PTSD, and adult ADHD. So when these things are kind of like overwhelming my mind, plus the problems in the world, COVID, uh, worrying about my children, worrying about my grandkids, what I'll do is I'll go to Google, and I'll Google Quran source for depression, or source for anxiety, source for helplessness. And usually when I go looking for that, I get the same sore, which is um, 93, and I think it's 1311, verses 1311, sore 93, verses 1311. And it basically talks about Allah found you. He never left you. Excuse me. He didn't find you because he always knows where we are. But he is always with you. Um, One part that kind of stands out to me is about us being orphaned. And we're not orphaned because he's with us. He loves us. He is never going to leave us. And what I realized, too, was... He doesn't leave us, we leave him. And reading that surah always brings me to a place where I'm like, I'm not alone. And, okay, I'm going off the subject. Not really, but I am. I seen on Facebook, somebody said, um, instead of, posting your problems on Facebook or sharing your problems with others, share them with Allah. And um, because he can help. He hears. So I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Because have you ever been upset about something or confused or, you know, feeling, you know, kind of down about something and you'll talk to a friend or a loved one 
And sometimes even talking about it will re-raise that stress, re-raise that, that feeling of anger or whatever, you know, that negative vibe was that you felt that you're sharing with somebody. And I remember times where I have gotten really mad about something. And then later on, I'll tell a friend about it. And, you know, at this time, I, at, in between time, I've calmed down. You know, I'm still upset about it, but I've calmed down. But when I go to tell about it or write about it, I feel the anger arising again or the sadness or whatever, you know, the feeling was at that time. I get it back, but like 10 times more. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start sharing some of my problems, you know, my problems with Allah. So I started to just go directly to Allah and tell him how I feel. And sometimes I just talk to him and other times I do my dua. And I tell him, you know, straight from the honesty of my heart where I'm at, what I'm feeling, and that I'm confused. I don't know what to do about it. I'm lost. I let him know that, I let Allah know that I am nothing without him and that I need him because everything I touch falls apart. And I know that's because he is the, Allah is the one who knows what we need. We don't. And in doing that, I do feel a lot better um, about the things that I go through when I talk to Allah, it soothes me. Also, I had a problem for a minute when I first converted. I found out that we were not supposed to listen to music. Some people say we can. Some people say we can't. So I started to um, listen to cleaner music. I usually like really hardcore rap. I like um, R&B. Um, I love music, period. So, um, what I've recently been doing is, um, listening to, um, the Quran recitation. They have different, different, um, varieties of Islamic prayer, uh, re, uh, Quran recitation, and they are so beautiful. They have them on, uh, YouTube. And one I was listening to the other day said it had like 10 hours of Quran recitations, different kind, you know, different uh, music, you know, different singers. or um, And it was like, oh, my goodness, it was so beautiful. And I was at the table at home working on my business. I uh, was in the kitchen for probably about two or three hours working. And the whole time, I just felt serene. I felt confident. I felt just relaxed. Where any other time, when I listen to my regular music, which is usually slow R&B, you know, some common music while I work, I find that I end up getting really depressed. Some of the songs take me back to times that weren't so good. Um, and by the time, <laughs> by the time I'm done, listening to the music, I haven't finished my business or what it is that I started out doing because all of a sudden now I feel depressed. So I do believe that there is something definitely to that because different musics, different songs make me feel different ways. 
um, a lot of the rap music that I like puts me in the mode of where I was about 10 years ago, partying and having a ball and my cockiness and, you know, it makes me feel like I felt back then. So music does have a way of um, making us feel a certain way. It does have a, I'm trying to look for the word, it does have a, um, it does have somewhat of a power over us. You know what I mean? And um, even inspirational music, I like, um, you know, some songs that are about, you know, growing and, and, and being happy and, you know, looking for love and um, yourself. Even those kind of make me feel a little sad because of so many things that I've been through. So lately I have uh, really been listening to the Quran recitations. I love the harmony, the uh, beauty, the, the, um, the, 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 I don't know, the sincerity within the music. It's just beautiful. And it does help a lot. It does calm the mind. So I thought I'd just put that out there for anybody who may have issues sometimes performing Salah without their mind ripping and running all over the place. Those are just a few hints, or not hints, but those are just a few um, ideas that I have that may help um, when performing Salah and also reading your Quran. Because when you talk to Allah, you want to be focused. You don't want to talk to Allah with um, a lot of, you know, trash and gunk on our minds from the, you know, the days, the day that we've had or the days that we've been through so much. It just, it removes your clarity and you can't speak the way you want. So um, I thought I'd just share that. So, um... I think that's about it. Um, anyone who doesn't know, I also I have a group called Quran Study, Prayers, and Dua. It is a group for Muslims and non-Muslims. And the reason I um, say non-Muslims is because some people that aren't Muslim are really interested in what it is that we believe what we think, what the Quran says, how we pray, um, they're interested. Um, being a Muslim or being a part of Islam can have um, a stigma to it because of some of the things that people have done in the name of Islam. I read somewhere that um, people believe that Allahu Akbar was something bad, like a chant that was bad. And I know that that's because a lot of times on the news, when terrorist acts would happen, you would see them celebrating and screaming, Allahu Akbar. But that is not what Allah is about. Allah is about peace. He is about compassion. He is about love and mercy. He is not about hurting anyone. Um, he wants us to be loving and kind to one another. So when you say Allahu Akbar, 
Allah is great. Allah is the greatest. He's the most merciful. He's the most compassionate. He is the love of everything. He's beautiful. And um, I just feel bad that people have taken such a beautiful thing and tried to turn it into something so ugly because it's not. Bismillah, Irrahman, Irrahim. Um, Allah is wonderful. And um, I just, I want people that aren't Muslims or newly converted Muslims to see the beauty in Islam, you know, and uh, even though being a Muslim is, is, is pretty, it's very, um, I don't want to say strict, no, disciplined. You um, learn to be disciplined, you learn structure, and um, a lot of us aren't used to that because we live in a world where liberation is everything, freedom of speech. You can do almost anything you want to, even in the eyes of the law. So with um, being a Muslim, I have learned that, you know, you have to have structure, you have to have discipline. And it's a good thing. Some of the things that I have learned in Islam... I um, am I'm still trying to get a grasp on. I don't want to argue um, about what has been put in the Quran, you know, the revelation to Muhammad when he um, was given the um, revelation of the Quran. I don't want to argue with that because Allah cannot be wrong. So I'm just trying to learn and live accordingly to his word. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to probably get off of here. I've talked a little too long, <laughs> but um, I just want everybody to know that I am happy to be a Muslim. I love to share information and I definitely love to receive information. So um, always remember that I am open. I am approachable. Please join my group if you haven't already. Um, it's called Quran Study, Prayers, and Dua. I will so welcome you. Um, you are allowed to come in and post pictures and um, ask questions, ask for Dua, make Dua, um, share great information that you have. We ask that you only post valid information. I don't um, want anything in a group that is not accurate with what the Quran or the Hadith say. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, there is no arguing. There is no back and forth. And uh, we have respectable conversation within the group, anything outside of that, the person will be blocked. I will not tolerate it. I see it in a lot of groups. I see it between a lot of different Muslims. You know, some people say they're this type of Muslim. Some people say they're that kind of Muslim. I will not tolerate the arguing and um, belittling of one another. So the group is very positive, and I would love to have you there. Um, and that's about it. I thank you for um, listening to me, uh, Hanan Imani Ali. I am 
going to make more podcasts. If you like this one, let me know. If you have a subject that you'd like me to touch on, please uh, post it or inbox me. Like I said, I am approachable. I thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Um, Make sure to do your salahs. If you miss them, make them up. Allah forgives. Allah loves us. And he is the answer. He is the answer to everything. I love you all. Have a wonderful day. Walaika salam. Waratma tu Allah. Wabedaka tu. Hey guys. Hope all is well with you. I'm just sitting here thinking um, about... I'm trying to think of how I can convey this message. So, I had posted on Facebook about how happy I am or how happy I have been since I converted to Islam about six months ago, give or take six or seven months ago. So... Um, I posted the other day on Facebook, like, everybody says that I look so happy, and I do, I know I do, but I don't want people to think that I don't have, like, bad, you know, bad days, or, like, oh, once you convert, you're going to be happy 100% of the time. No, that's not (laughs) the message that I'm trying to bring across to you know, people that may follow me or people may be looking for a way out. And, you know, um, I don't want anybody to think that the walk is easy because it's not. Um, but I think the thing with me is um, I've been looking for a connection with Allah for so many years. And I finally got it. Um, prime example. Today, well, yesterday was Christmas. Muslims do not celebrate Christmas. So that was easy for me to deal with because I really don't care to celebrate Christmas anyway. Before I became became a Muslim... All my children are grown, so I usually work through the holidays. If I have a job, I work right through the holidays. That's not a problem for me. But when my kids were younger, I had to celebrate Christmas. I had to make sure they had gifts. I had to make sure that we had a tree. You know, I had a lot of things I had to do. So... It was like really more. Hold on. Hey, what is you doing? Like I'm recording. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, all I hear is like a rat in the background. <laughs> My friend, he back here trying to eat tacos. I hear crinkle, crinkle. It's like three rats. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I had to, um, I had to do Christmas stuff. I had to buy gifts. I had to get a tree. Or my kids would be really sad. So, to me, Christmas has always been such a forced holiday, you know, on people, especially people with financial difficulties. And so, I just, I, uh, I just did not care for it at all.
So this year, um, I'm not celebrating because I'm a Muslim and I don't celebrate anyway. So I'm like, this would be a better year. But when Christmas came yesterday, I just felt horrible. And so um, I ended up sleeping the day away. I took one of my um, pills that helps helps me to rest. It is prescribed by a doctor, but man, I took that pill and slept the whole day on purpose. Like, and I was thinking when I woke up today, I still felt like I guess it was my depression. So at the same time, I'm feeling depressed. I'm looking at my Facebook pay my Facebook post from like I think two days ago people still liking it and it's almost to a hundred likes and the crazy part about that is is I've been posting pictures for the last 11 years I have never got a hundred likes but I'm almost at a hundred likes with a picture that I really don't like but I think it's the fact that people see the happiness in the picture and even the comment is I am very happy, you know what I mean? And I think people can see the true happiness in the picture. But, you know, you can only see so much about a person or you can only know so much about a person on social media. You don't know everything. And, like, everybody who clicking on that picture don't know that a day after that I was going through my own depression, So when I woke up today and I still felt it, it was just almost like I was in a trance, like just, oh my goodness. And so the crazy thing about depression is it just keeps gaining on you. It's like, okay, well, I'm sad because I I don't really care for the holidays. Then the next thing is, well, I'm sad because... I really need this and I don't have that. And then it can be a thing of, well, everybody else is getting this and I'm still not where I want to be. And I did all of this work. You know, depression is like it builds. You know what I mean? You can start off hurt about a certain. Oh, I'm sorry. You can start off hurt about a certain thing. And by the time your mind finished playing tricks on you, you have a hundred things to be upset about. And now you're deeper in the depression than what you were before. And that's kind of where I was going today. So, I don't know. I kept sitting there and I was feeling down. But another side of me was like, I got everything I want as far as I have clothes, I have um, plenty of underwear, and this is not being funny, this is being serious, because I have had issues where I haven't had enough underwear before, or um, larger bus size women, our bras are really expensive, so... One bra may cost you 50 bucks. I've had situations where I've only owned a bra. You know what I'm saying? I've been homeless. I've been in the streets. You know what I mean? So um, saying that you got underwear is like, wow. It's like we don't pay attention to the small things. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I was thinking about I got three pairs of boots for this winter. 
I've had winters before where I haven't even had a coat, much let alone a pair of boots. You know what I'm saying? I got deodorant. I got my personal needs. I got heat. I got everything I need. You know what I'm saying? But I sometimes get sad because I don't own my house. I don't own a house yet. I don't even have my own house. I mean, well, me and the person I live with, we consider it to be a shared home that we stay together in. We both respect each other. We both help each other. You know what I mean? It's it's a great situation. However, at the age that I am, I would love to have my own home. You know, renting, uh, renting to own. I don't care. I would just like to have my own home. But at the same time, I want to be sad about that. I can't be because God has blessed me and my family so much. Like, um, it's hard to be mad about one thing when you're being given so much. So today I was just thinking about that. Like, that's kind of deep because even though I am in my depressed mode, I kind of came out of it because I'm like, I can't even be sad the way I want to be sad because the honest truth is Allah has been blessing me like crazy. You know what I mean? So you got to like look at things in a different perspective. Like it could be worse. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying that I want my own home and I do, but I've lived on the streets before. And right now I'm not on the streets. So it's like, you got to be thankful. You know, if you don't know how to be thankful for what you got, how is Allah going to bless you with any more? You know, why would he? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Like, that's crazy. That is true. You know what I mean? The whole aspect of this to me is... Allah is everything. If I wasn't following Allah, today when the depression hit, I would still be in depressed mode right now. Like, I know where depression could take me. Like, I have been um, diagnosed with depression. So, it is a mental disorder that I deal with. Um, like a lot of other people, I deal with depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, um, adult ADHD, and, uh, I think it did I say bipolarism. I deal with, I have these several disorders and they can really bring you down. But I think that the thing that helps me the most is I have someone to truly rely on. Like Allah is everything to me. Allah is first over all things. And I do believe that that makes a big, big difference within one's life. Because if you put Allah first, there is no way you can fail. You cannot put yourself first. You cannot put your kids first, not your career, not your grandchildren, not your husband or your wife, nothing on this earth 
should come before Allah. That's rule number one. And once he comes first, everything you'll do will come through him first because you put him first. So if you like, even when I pray, I don't say, I try not to say, Allah, please give me a house. I want a house so bad, Allah, please. So I try not to say it like that. I try to pray in a way like, Allah, I know when you're ready, you'll bless me with the house. And in the meantime, you know what it is that I stand in need of. Like, I feel like we have to be careful with our prayers because sometimes we pray for things, get them, and then we be unhappy. You know what I mean? Have you ever prayed for something? And you like, you get it. You see yourself get it. Like, oh my God, I got this. And then you're miserable. And I have done it so many times. I've seen people pray for jobs. Like, oh man, the shop hiring. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please, God, let me get this job. We all on Facebook. Please pray for me to get this job. You got about a hundred people to pay for you, uh, pray for you to get this job. Then you get the job. It's like, ugh, this is the worst job I could have ever entered into. So that's why I think we should pray for, um, we should pray for Allah to lead us where we should be instead of just saying, well, take me here or give me this. We don't know what's best for us. We think we do, but we don't. So, you know, I think it's a um it's um it's an important thing to pray correctly. You know what I'm saying? If Allah leads you to it, it's not gonna be wrong. But if you lead yourself or try to, you don't know what's what lies ahead. The same thing you praying for could be the same thing that hurts you, could be the same thing that hinders you, you know what I mean? So yeah, I just I um I just want to kick it about that. Like I know I got mad noise in the background. I'm coughing all on here, but hey, this I'm just like this was some thoughts I just had to throw out there because sometimes we'll think something is really important. We'll be like, I'm gonna uh get with that later. Sometimes you need to stop doing what you're doing and just write it down or record it. You know what I'm saying? And pass these messages on. And that's what I'm trying to do. I, ever since I became a Muslim, I have been like wanting to share my experience with people I love, you know, my family, my friends, and even some people I don't know. Because being on social media, all you see all day is unhappiness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have never seen so much death in my life. COVID has changed everything. You know what I mean? Like, you seeing four and five people that just lost somebody that day. You know what I mean? Like COVID has changed a lot of things, you know? So I see people unhappy because they single. I see people unhappy because they being cheated on. I see people unhappy because they don't have no job. I see people unhappy because they business ain't flourishing like myself. I see people unhappy because did I already say they ain't married? Cause that's one of mine too. I see people unhappy because they're not having a good relationship with the person they is married to. Man, name it. I see so much unhappiness. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, if I could spread 
a little information, a little knowledge, you know, or a Quran surah, um, uh, which is a chapter basically in in our book. Um, but if you don't know, we call them uh, sores. Or if I could, uh, you know, pass on a few prayers or duas, I'm going to do it because I see so much unhappiness. And even though I still got problems, I have discovered that the most beautiful thing in this world is to follow Allah, to worship Allah, to give him complete control over your life. Like, it's nothing better. You know what I'm saying? Like, the flesh is weak. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you might think a drug is better. Sometimes you might think sex is better. Sometimes you might think, you know, uh, you know, weed is better, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those are temporary gratifications. But if you want to walk into something that's a greater, a greater, um, realness for your life like it don't come and go like once you step into this with your heart wholeheartedly no matter what it's not gonna come and go Allah don't leave he don't ditch us like when you you relapse so I'm not I'm not gonna bless you this time you know what I'm saying or 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 you 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 cussed and and you had 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 people upset with you and, and you did this and you did it. Allah do not do that to us. You know what I'm saying? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim means Allah, the most compassionate, the most merciful. Some people say the most merciful, the most merciful. Some people say the most merciful, the most compassionate. However you want to put it, it means that Allah is merciful and compassionate. Like, he don't even have to be, but he is. And he forgive us as long as we go to him and we repent. Our intentions are pure. Allah will forgive you. You know what I mean? Like, he loves us. He just wants us to worship him. You know, he wants us to live right. You know, it's so many things that we could do that don't cost a dime to help other people. You know what I mean? Charity. Um, good advice, kindness, you know, like how hard is it to be nice to somebody? How hard is it to be nice to yourself? You know, so I just want to drop that down, drop that on y'all because <laughs> I just was thinking. So just thinking about it, man, like it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I, I was scared to be a Muslim because I'm like, man. What I'm going to do if I can't do this or if I can't do that? Man, following, worshiping Allah is better than anything that I've ever had in my life. And I done did a lot of messing up. I've had to come to Allah so many times like, oh, Allah. And I keep messing up doing the same thing, same thing. But, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm building myself up. The old saying is, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. I feel that. I'm 48 years old. It's a lot of things I've been doing since my early 20s, maybe younger than that. So, you know, old habits die hard. It's hard, but don't ever give up. And as long as you repent 
and your intentions are real. Like I really, I really want you to forgive me, Allah. I am so sorry. Like not trying to play a game, but being sincere in your repentance. Yeah. Repent. Ask Allah to forgive you and do better. You know, we try hard. Don't give up. Just because you're not perfect, don't give up. That's what the devil wants you to do. Shaitan love us to give up. You know, like I ain't good enough for this. Yes, you are. Stick with it. Don't give in. Don't give in. But anyway, okay, y'all. That's enough. I've been talking for almost 20 minutes. So let me know if y'all got some feedback or something. Dang, don't nobody be saying nothing back. Holla at your girl. Be like, hey, Hanan. <clears throat> if you want to, you can call me Kato, too. I don't mind being called Kato. Kato, uh, Hanan is the name that I took when I converted to Islam. Hanan, Imani, Ali. And uh, one day I'll do a pack podcast on what my name means because all three names have a meaning. But if you feel more comfortable calling me Kato, a lot of my friends and loved ones call me Kato, go right ahead. I don't mind. I love the name Kato. I've had it for quite some time. So, uh, let me know your experiences or like, have you ever thought of, um, have you ever thought of converting to Islam? Um, if so, what's keeping you from converting? Um, uh, what do you think about Muslims? Uh, I would like to know that too, because sometimes people get the wrong perception of a Muslim. You know what I mean? Um, some people think a Muslim is like this dangerous person or, or, you know, what the news media, what we kind of see on the news and, you know, sometimes stereotypical type images and things that we see on the internet, you know, um, ask any question. No question is stupid. Ask any question so we could get clarity. You know what I mean? Because, um, I think that Islam and and Muslims get kind of a bad rap because of things that other people did. And they did it because they were bad people, not because they were Muslims, because Allah don't lead us to hurt people. You know what I mean? So that if you got any questions about um, anything, just holler. Another thing, I got a group y'all might be interested in, too, on Facebook, the group is a private group it's called um quran study prayers and dua and it is my group i started it on facebook probably about a month ago maybe um it's a great group like you know we got a lot of people in there if um you ask questions we got different people who can help with different things like the group is really coming along so um, it's for Muslims and non-Muslims. And the reason I say for non-Muslims, too, is because some people might want to come be a part of the group and they not Muslim, but they thinking about it. You know what I mean? Or they might just want to learn about Islam or, or about what it's like to be a Muslim and follow Allah. So that's why the group is um, for Muslims and non-Muslims. And I have a lot of non-Muslim um, people in the group. And sometimes I get inboxes, like private messages, like, well, what does this mean? Or what does that mean? And like, I'm open to help anybody answer any questions. And if it's something I don't know, I got people in the group that do know. 
So um, you never have to feel shy or embarrassed about asking any questions in the group. So uh, just remember that the group is called Quran Studies, Quran Studying, Prayers and Dua. And um, if you can't find it, just look me up on Facebook. And that's Hanan Amani Ali. And um, I can get you directed, you know, to uh, the group. I can either send you an invite or if you find me, you can um, just hit the button. And all you got to do is answer. I think it's like two or three questions. And then you, uh, you'll you be automatically accepted once you answer the questions. So let me know if you are trying to join and having any problems. I can... Um, direct you so thanks for listening to me ramble on i really appreciate you don't forget to give me some feedback have a great day (laughs) bye-bye